you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 248 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I was supposed to be doing a crossover with Millard from uh, the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, but he had to pull out due to some work stuff. So uh, I am talking about the Diamondbacks myself. I've done some research. I think I'm getting you guys ready for this series. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to go over some A stats, some Diamondback stats, what who to look out for on the Diamondbacks. They got a bunch of uh, former A's and former A's killers. So should be a fun series. So that's what we're talking about today. Uh, before I get into any of that though today's episode is brought to you guys by built bar go to builtbar.com and use promo code locks 15 and you will get 15 percent off your next order also make sure to follow us on social media at locked on aids on twitter and instagram i'm at by jason b on twitter and if you have any questions for us please send those to locked on athletics at gmail.com so let's get into the episode the diamondbacks and a's have had a very similar start to the season so far arizona is four and six and this is after uh, they shut out the reds on sunday behind luke we who took a perfect game into the sixth so the A's are not facing him which is great news luckily he saved that for the Reds and he wasn't like pushed to Monday start to face the A's so because uh, he had that in his back pocket so that's great uh, they also had one of the worst run differentials in baseball before that seven to nothing win on Sunday so uh, now they're just at minus seven it's not negative 14 anymore so good for them I guess these are still like negative 33 or something like that. It's embarrassing, but they had some tough losses. These are going to get there. They're going to be at a, you know, zero before too long. And that'll be great. And then it'll be blue skies from there. So the Arizona record is a little bit shinier and their run differential isn't as gruesome as the A's. But if the A's bats are swinging like they have been the last few games, then I think that they have a pretty good shot at taking both games in this series. So for right now, I just want to point out three bats that or in the A's lineup that have been hitting the crap out of the ball. Um, this isn't really like part of the series preview. It's more of, hey, we've played 10 games and there's kind of sample sizes that we can sort of trust. So let's talk about it. And that goes into the series, but that's what I wanted to talk about. I got three bats for you guys. Here we are. Uh, if you look at some of the exit velocity numbers over at Baseball Savant, you'll see why I'm still high on the A's at three and seven. And it's because somebody like Mark Canna, uh, he's a big reason why the A's I think, have a pretty decent offense that just hasn't shown up just yet. Uh, he is hitting the snot out of the ball right now. His barrels per plate appearance rate at 13% ranked 13th in baseball so far this season. He is slightly ahead of Mike Trout in barrel rate, and that is how impressive he has been. Mike Trout already has one war, and Mark Cannon is out here like, yeah, yeah, I I'm better at baseball than you, though, bro. So that's fun. <laughs> and I tweeted this out over the weekend, but I'll say it again here now. And that's that Mark Canna should have three more home runs than he does. In his first in the first Astro series, uh, he hit two balls off the jagged edge in Oakland. And then on Friday in Houston, he hit a ball 103.6 miles per hour off the bat with a 26 degree launch angle. And it had an expected batting average of 910 and it went 401 feet, and that thing was an out. 
because of weird dimensions and ballparks. That's three home runs that he should have that he does not just because, you know, he missed the jagged edge by a couple of inches. So to this point in the season, Mark Hanna is getting killed by ballparks, not by pitchers. And I wanted to point that out. And the thing is, he's actually put up similar numbers to what he has right now over the course of a full season, which he did in 2019. So he may actually be able to sustain what he is doing currently in, you know, average on base, all that good stuff. The power numbers will come, but he's hitting the crab out of the ball. He's done stuff like this over the course of a full season before. So I don't think that this is a fluke. I think this might be the Mark Canna that we're going to see. He's entering free agency after this year. You think he's ready to go? I do. He's getting this offense going, and he is a great leadoff man. He's got like a 390 on base right now, which he's done the last two years. His average, I think, is like 375, 380, something like that. He can do this over the course of a full season, you guys. So uh, get excited about Mark Canna. Get on that bandwagon. I said that he's underrated uh, just a few days ago on Twitter. He is. I also said Mark Canna for MVP. If he plays like this, maybe. Let's find out. I want to I want to uh, see some some votes for him. That that would be wonderful. Um, but Mark Canna is the obvious one in the A's lineup. Next up on my talking points list, we got Jed Lowry. Um, I'm not saying it this week. I'm not. I'm moving on. That was last week's joke. We're moving on. Uh, his average exit velocity is 91.9 miles per hour, which ranks 44th in baseball, which is tied with Joey Votto. I know Joey Votto's diminished a little bit, but he's still Joey freaking Votto, uh, and he is also three-tenths of a mile per hour behind Vlad Jr., who is in his prime. He's hitting the crap out of the ball right now, too. He's having a great season. So between Joey Votto and Vlad Jr., those are really good uh, comparables that you want to be around. If you are Jed Lowry, who is 37 at this point and he hasn't played in two years, he's already hitting like these guys. So I think he's doing just fine. And he's not hitting the ball as far as Vladdy, but... His average distance on balls so far is 229 feet, which also ranks fifth in baseball. So he is hitting the ball very far. He's driving the ball consistently, which is a plus. It is prime Jed Lowry that we're getting right there, you guys. And that is eight feet further. The 229 feet, that is eight feet further than Mike Trout, who has averaged 221 feet so far and ranks seventh in baseball. Lowry is closer to the top of this leaderboard than he is to Mike Trout. That is how good he is doing right now. Is it, it's a, is it sustainable? I don't know. Can he hold up over the course of a whole season? I sure hope so, because I really like seeing Jed Lowry back in green and gold because uh, he has a fountain of youth or, you know, a cauldron or something that he can. What well, I don't know what vampires do. Anyways, I, I said I wasn't going into it. We're not going into it. Um, I, and I'm not saying that he's going to go on a home run spree. I'm saying that he's driving the, the crap out of the ball. And that is what you want to see from Jed Lowry. That is when he is at his best. And that 229 feet, that just shows consistency in being able to drive the ball. And that is what you want to see. So far this season, he has hit 14 balls over 95 miles per hour, which is the same number of balls hit over 95 miles per hour as Giancarlo Stanton. So he is Mike Trout, Giancarlo Stanton, and Vlad Jr. all rolled into one. We got him for a, a minor league deal. Jed Lowry, he's playing second base for the Oakland A's in 2021. Gotta love it. Both Jed Lowry and Mark Hanna have a hard hit percentage of 50%, and that is the same as Joey Gallo. You guys, th this is what the A's do. They find guys that, you know, do well, and then, you know, they're not the name brands. That That's what I tweeted that out at uh, at Foolish Baseball. Mark Hanna, he's, he's not, you know, Michael Brantley. They, they have very comparable stats, but he is, Michael Brantley is Coke, and Mark Hanna is the store brand, but the A's get the store brand, and they're just as good. They're just as good. Actually, I like Coke a lot more, just not in that like specific scenario, but you get my point. 
Anyways, I got one more guy that I got to talk about in this lineup, and that is Matt friggin' Olsen. His home run on Friday night was an absolute bomb, and I feel like that that is the home run that is going to wake up this offense uh, and get everybody going. We saw the A's put up a bunch of runs on Saturday as well. Uh, it, you love to see that stuff. It's wonderful. I said that it'd be a bomb. I thought that it'd be a Sean Murphy bomb, but if it's an Olsen bomb, sure. I'm also fine with that. Also, uh, I... I talked about it in my video after the game but uh seth brown's bomb holy crap <laughs> that was a tank he hit that ball so far first first big league home run good job on seth brown on that one but i'm talking about matt olsen right now i just wanted to give uh seth brown some props so i really believe that that swing of the bat is going to ignite this offense moving forward and partially because uh, the moment and the opponent that they were facing they had been beaten down and that gave them a lead late in the game and they ended up winning the game. I felt like that was a big moment against a big team, but I also think that it's going to have a big impact because that is also the hardest that Matt Olson has ever hit a ball in the big leagues, according to the StatCast. Just looking at his max exit velocities from previous seasons, that home run was 115.3 miles per hour off the bat, and his previous high was 113.3, a full two miles an hour less. He's doing something different this year, you guys, and I've been saying it since I read that article in spring training where he was adjusting his hands and looking at video over the offseason. He looks like a different beast this season, and I think that it's going to start clicking into place once he starts playing teams that are not the Astros and the Dodgers. Uh, so we'll see what happens against the Diamondbacks. This should be a lot of fun. And it's hard to extrapolate some stats with such small sample sizes like walk rate, strikeout rate, and all that stuff. But in the short term, Olsen's stats look almost dead on like his 2019 stats when he hit 36 bombs in 127 games. That was his best home run per plate appearance uh, you know, ratio ever. So if he's on that kind of a warpath, watch out uh, the rest of the league for the big Matt attack. Uh, I, I'm, I'm taking that back from Mark McGuire. It's now the big Matt attack. I love it. And it's sticking. And I think that I'm going to try and make that happen on social media. So that'll be a lot of fun. Anyways, coming up on the show, which Diamondbacks bats or D-bats, uh, I'm also going to make that a thing this week, uh, should the A's be wary of heading into the series? Stay locked in with Locked On A's to find out. Today's episode is brought to you guys by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. The NBA is in full swing. College basketball just ended, so you missed out on that one. NHL, they're hitting pucks. That's what they do. Slap shot, boom. Uh, flying V, all those, you know, Mighty Ducks terms. Uh, also, baseball's going on right now, you guys. Baseball, that's what's in full swing. Bet on baseball. You got a, you got a feeling about who's going to do well? I, uh... Went over to their website, put money on Jose De Leon to shut down the Diamondbacks. He did not at all. I lost that money. So be better at bet online than me. Um, so maybe next time I should go to, you know, place bets on awards or TV shows or reality TV because they got all those too. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. And bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. All you got to do is head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. And that is why everybody's saying that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. 
Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts like myself. Javi Reyes, friend of the pod uh, he, from Locked On Padres, I believe he is going to be on soon to talk about that Joe Musgrove thing that he did on uh, on Friday. So uh, make sure to tune in for that one. And you can follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And with that, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying this show, make sure to hit follow or subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review if you do, please. You can also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. Had another fun discussion on Locker Room this week. Uh, they're a weekly thing. I'll try to get better with the uh, the scheduling, but they're weekly. Follow us on Twitter. I'll let you know when they're going live and uh, you can come Talk A's baseball with me. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you can also email us any questions that you have to LockdownAthletics at gmail.com. So before I get into the D-bats, I do want to mention that Cattell Marte will not be playing this series after hitting the injured list on Thursday with a hamstring issue. He is arguably their best bat in that lineup. He is a very, very good baseball player. He is not going to be playing in this series. So uh, from a baseball perspective, that stinks. From an A's fan perspective, yay! <laughs> So there's that. So that said, uh, they did just put up 20 runs over the weekend against the Reds with a couple of bats waking up. The first bat I want to talk about is arguably their hottest hitter right now, and that is Eduardo Escobar. He started the season one for 21. I had him on my bench in fantasy, and then he went buck wild. He is going insane right now. In his last four games, he is seven for 16 with four home runs and with one in each of his last four games. So he's on a home run streak. Hopefully that does not continue on Monday against the A's. And his last three games have also been multi-hit affairs, and he's driven in two in each of the last four games. So he's been an RBI producer. He can hit the long ball. He's doing everything. He's getting hits. Uh, watch out for Eduardo Escobar. Contain him. That's that's step one, I believe. Uh, his numbers on the season don't look great, but he is scalding hot right now. So be on the lookout for Eduardo Escobar. And uh, if he comes up in a big situation, run, I, I suppose. Uh, the, another guy that uh, only I'm mostly bringing him up, one, because he has a cool thing that I'm going to talk about, and two, because he's similar to Miles Straw. So Tim LaCastro, he's hitting 265 on the season and isn't much of a power hitter. So, you know, whatever, it's fine. But he is arguably the fastest player in baseball right now. His speed is uh, in the 100th percentile, so I'm pretty sure that means he's the best. <laughs> and he has stolen two bases on the season, and that is what I want to talk about because those two steals isn't like a high number on the season by any means. I don't know if he's leading the league. Didn't look into it. I had too much to talk about, but he has stolen 28 straight bases to start his career, which is a new major league baseball record. Uh, he has not been, he has not been caught stealing a base in his career. And uh, so if he gets on, watch out for him running because that could spell some trouble. I know that the A's got some nice arms behind uh, behind the dish with uh, Sean Murphy and Aramis Garcia. Uh, we'll see if they get tested. I'd like to see the A's be the first guy to throw him out, but uh, he's also really fast. So I don't know that I want to see that with like the game on the line or something like that. Uh, another bat that's in this lineup is Cole Calhoun, and uh, I'm not sure that the series can be ratified as legit unless he takes someone deep. It just feels like he's always going to take his revenge against the AL West. He destroyed the Astros last season, and that was a lot of fun to watch from afar. Uh, I hope that that does not happen against the A's. Uh, but we'll see, shrugs. <laughs> 
But moving on to other bats in this lineup, uh, we're also probably going to be seeing both members of the Arizona catching duo with old friend Steven Vogt going against Bassett because he's a lefty. Uh, Vote is a lefty. Chris Bassett's a righty. That's how splits work. And then Carson Kelly going on the next afternoon. That's why I think that they're going to not have the same guy go both games. One, you got lefty righty going. One of them's a lefty. One of them's a righty. So that makes sense. And also a uh, day game after a night game. So it just makes perfect sense for Stephen Vote to get the start on Monday. Carson Kelly getting the start on Tuesday. And Carson Kelly has collected at least one hit in six of seven games this season and has an OPS of 1077. So he's hitting the snot out of the ball, just like Mark Hanna, but just not as good as Mark Hanna. That, that's what I'm going with. And then uh, Stephen Vote is four for 18 on the season, but he is always a tough out. If you give him up, if you get him up there in a tough situation, he's going to come through. That's just Stephen Vote. That's why we believe in Stephen Vote. Um, also, if the A's wanted to like make a trade later on in the season, maybe maybe Stephen Vogt would be interesting because he's got a little bit more of a bat than Garcia has shown so far. He's a lefty. Um, he knows the pitching staff. And then also include Cattell Marte. That'd be great. Uh, mark it down. Cattell Marte and Stephen Vogt for something. I don't know what the A's would give up in that deal, but uh, make it happen, Billy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on to the, the big power bats in the Diamondbacks lineup, and that is Christian Walker. He is the main power threat for this uh, team. He has the most raw power. Uh, dude can crush. But I think that the real strength of this lineup is that they can hit someone to death if they're not on their game. So uh, these guys can put up like 10 runs and score, you know, or 10 uh, hits and score four runs. That's something that seems like it's in their wheelhouse. I don't know that they're going to be hitting a lot of balls out of the park but they're going to make a pitcher work uh, similar to the A's. You know, uh, they, they feel like a very similar club to the A's partially because they're filled with A's uh, like Tyler Clippard's on the team right now. Uh, who else is on this team? Uh, they got Joaquin. Sorry, he's on the IL. So uh, I don't think that we'll be seeing him. And, you know, Stephen Vogt, that's the other one. They, they got three guys. They got three guys. And then Cole Calhoun and Madison Bumgarner are the A's killers, as well as uh, Chris Davinsky if he makes it back in time. So, uh, yeah. Lots of familiar faces coming up in the series. It's going to be fun. Um, but what was not fun for at least the Reds in yesterday's game was uh, Red starter Jose De Leon got hit around pretty good by the Diamondbacks offense who hung eight hits and six earned runs on him in four and a third innings. And that is the headline takeaway. But just below the headline, you also see that he walked three and struck out nine. Eight of those nine strikeouts were swinging, and only one was a called strike three. So uh, one of the swinging strikes was also a foul bunt uh, by the pitcher, Luke Weaver, so I guess that counts. But at least seven of them were legitimately swinging strikes for strike three. So these guys swing the bat a lot. And it's not like De Leon was falling behind in the count and that's how they were getting to him. He was actually ahead in the count the majority of the time. Of the 24 batters that he faced, only nine saw a ball on the first pitch. Granted, he got a lot of help in that regard because the D-bats, <laughs> not getting over that one, the D-bats swung at the first pitch eight times. And most of those were in the first time through the order. So they tried to jump on him early. They had some success. Uh, they didn't get to him until a little bit later in the game, but some success. So if you're Chris Bassett on Monday, be on the lookout for Arizona trying to jump on the first pitch to do some damage. Uh, if they've got scouting reports, just like the A's do. So maybe they see something that Chris Bassett's been doing and they want to 
test out a theory in the first and then or the first time through the order and then subsequently make them work a little bit harder and then do whatever they're going to do. Hopefully it's strike out nine more times. That would be that would be a plus. Uh, anyways, coming up on the show, Mason Saunders has not been pitching well this season. So let's harp on that for a few minutes. Stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is also brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar ever. And that is right. We are talking about Built Bar, my friends. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They've got their original 12 flavors. I've run down them before, but my favorite usually is uh, <laughs> it's raspberry. Although right below it right now, it sounds really good. German chocolate. Th those are my top two, but they're all delicious. And all of their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars. And all of their bars are built for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Their bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. So all you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to beltbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Be a waiver wire winner with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I should tell you more about this podcast, but instead I'm going to tell you about my matchup with Scott Cullum, the host of that podcast. Uh, we're in a fantasy baseball league. If you have not heard this stuff before, we're in a fantasy baseball league together. The first week of the season, we faced each other, and Sunday morning, we were tied 5-5. I had made my comeback, and then uh, I made some bad decisions, and <laughs> I uh, was losing by a decent amount. Bryce Harper helped me out with that late home run on Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, it did not do enough. I, I ended up losing this one 4-5-1. A little bit disappointed, but Scott Cullen, I think, was also mad that Bryce Harper hit that home run. So I guess that's a win. And I was very excited to become the new host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. But uh, alas, I don't think that that's the case because Scott Cullen is a veteran fantasy analyst who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. I was going for one week, couldn't even get that. And now he's going to go dominate the this, the whole season now. And uh, that does not seem fair. So if you want to dominate the season, just like Scott, follow the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And so with that, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show again, please subscribe or follow us or do whatever you do that makes this come into your ears all the time because uh, we, we have fun here and I've been optimistic about the A's the uh, entire offseason, even though they didn't do anything. And then also uh, this season so far, even when they were 0-6. So I'm giving you guys hopefully things to be optimistic about. Even if they end up being terrible this season, I will be optimistic. So if that's sounds like fun for you. Uh, follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts and follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. You can also email us any questions that you got to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So Mason Saunders, aka Madison Bumgarner is getting the start on Monday for Arizona. And we're unsure as of right now, who's going to be starting for Arizona on Tuesday. There are rumors or for A's fans, full-on threats that Zach Gallen could be activated from the IL to start that game on Tuesday. But whether his first start will be against Oakland uh, on that Tuesday game or later in the week, we just don't know right now. Um, hopefully the threats are just empty promises from Arizona trying to, you know, rile us up and uh, think back to last year. 
when he really shut down the A's really good when they were like super hot too. So uh, let's stick with what we know though. And that is Madison Bumgarner. So far this season, he is getting hit around pretty good. Uh, he has an ERA of 11 after two starts and in nine innings pitched, he's given up 15 hits and walked five and struck out 10. So for those keeping score at home, he is allowing two base runners in inning on average. That is his averages, two. That is so many base runners. And uh, knowing the A's, they might not bring any of them in. So it's going to be a fun game for all of us. Um, according to the StatCast data, he's throwing a little bit harder than he did last year, averaging 90 miles per hour on his fastball. He was throwing like 88.5 or 88.3 or something like that last year. So a little bit of a bump in velocity for him. It's not helping him because hitters are batting 375 on his heater so far. His cutter has a batting average against a 429. I, small sample sizes, I know, but I'm giving you what we got so far. And uh, it's very encouraging if you're an A's fan. So uh, 429 against his cutter. His curveball has a 300 batting average against, and he's thrown 10 changeups, and he has a uh, currently an, an average against of uh, zero. But the expected batting average against that pitch is 803. So... He's not doing great, and hopefully that continues for at least one more start. That'd be great. One thing to keep an eye on, though, if you're Matt Olson and any other lefties that happen to make their way into this lineup, and I laugh because I don't think that there's going to be any other lefties in this lineup besides Olson and the switch hitting Jed Lowry uh, because there's no DH. So where would you put the other one? It, you're probably not going to play Kai Tom. You're probably not going to play Seth Brown. You could, but I don't know if you are just because the splits favor Stephen Biscotti in this role and you're not taking uh, Ramon Laureano or Mark Canna out of the lineup. So uh, Biscotti against lefties, that's where you want to play him. So I think that he's getting the nod on this one too. Uh, but anyways, if you are Matt Olson or any other lefties in the lineup today, then just be aware that Bumgarner has mostly only thrown his fastball and his cutter to lefties this season while sprinkling in like three curveballs. It's like 10% of his pitches have been curveballs, but you're probably going to be getting either a fastball or a cutter if you're a lefty. Uh, maybe he switches that up because the A's are more not more familiar than the Padres, the Rockies. So uh, cut what I was going to say right there uh, with the numbers against Bumgarner so far this season. There is a really good chance that we're going to see Matt Olson and then a slew of righties against him to start this game. And that includes Chris Bassett, who bats right handed and Bassett is 0 for 7 at the plate in his career. And if he is allowed to swing the bat, which I don't know that he will be because, you know, injuries and all that stuff, um, especially in this season when you don't know how many innings and he's the ace of the staff all these things uh you know intertwined but if he's allowed to swing the bat i'm saying he gets that hit tonight against madison bumgarner and the a's in general just have not hit madison bumgarner at all uh like at all at all um they never do well against him he always shut them down in the past but maybe this is a thing to consider. Maybe his longtime teammate Sergio Romo or his former catcher Armas Garcia shared some wisdom with the A's batters ahead of today's contest. It's something that I am hopeful of at the very least. I don't know if it happened, but I'm hopeful. Uh, we'll probably find out from the beat reporters a little bit later in the day. Uh, you know, after the game, probably. Uh, hey, Matt Olson, did you hear anything from RMS Garcia? He's like, yeah, he stinks now. So that gave me a lot of confidence. And then I hit a dinger. So uh, that's my Matt Olson impression, just in case you wanted to know that. Um, anyways, this is going to be an interesting series because both offenses are heating up, but I think that the A's have the edge in the starting pitching department with Bassett and Luzardo. They're two best pitchers currently. Uh, they're, they're on the mound right now, and I think that that bodes well for 
Oakland in this series. I've said on the pod that the A's can be at 500 by the end of the month, but I said on Twitter on Saturday, even before the end of that game that they won, that the A's could be at 500 by the, or that the A's would be, I apologize, that the A's would be at 500 by the end of the week. And a big part of my thinking was that uh, Bastin and Luzardo can tame, if not completely handle, the D-Bats. So uh, that's something, and this is before they were having a really good offensive series, but uh, I think that these two guys have the talent to get those swings and misses, but not allow the hard contact that the pitchers from the Reds were giving up over the weekend. So if the bats pick up for the A's where they left off, then I think that they're going to be in really good shape for this quick two-game series. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. I'll be back tomorrow to talk about tonight's game, maybe even let you know who's starting for Arizona. That would be fun to know. And I'll be going over the A's next opponent, the Detroit Tigers. So uh, let's see how Robbie Grossman's been doing this season. It's going to be a lot of fun. So until then, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I'll talk with you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.